right, Sean, let's, let's go ahead and tie up our capes. I got that aerodynamics with our capes. What do you say about calls? That was a close call. Glad we figured it out, though. We're going to be talking about capes, cows, and close calls. Capes, cows, and close calls. That's the one we got. That's it. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Capes, Cows, and Close Calls. My name is Nick. With me always is my co-host, Sean, the Irishman again. What's up, everybody? What's going on, big guy? How's it going, man? I'm all right, man. How, how, how's everything going in Gingertown? In Gingertown? Yeah. It's getting offensive now, man. <laughs> Gingertown? It's not offensive. It is it's, offensive. It's, Listen, it's, nobody it's likes being called Ginger. It's endearing. It's not endearing. Who doesn't like being called? Since when? Every red-headed individual is ginger does insulting? not like to be called ginger. Is it insulting? It's, yeah, it's insulting. So what would you rather be called? Listen, why do you have to bring up my hair color at all? <laughs> because your whole hair and face is ginger, Sean. It's what it is. Well, it's, it's a red head. Sean, let me, let, me, let me explain something to you, sir. <laughs> yeah, you're going to say some nonsense. This is our I know you're going to say some crazy nonsense. Episode 78. 78. And every single one of them, <laughs> I have led not by everyone. Saying, I switched it up. You know, I've actually there. I've had people bring it up to me. Bring what up to you? That you say ginger in every one. That's hilarious. because people know that I don't like being called ginger. <laughs> how am I the only person that doesn't know this? I don't know. I don't know it. I've never known. You've never once said to me. Hey Nick, man. You know, because you he only he's off on the ginger stuff. You only say it in this situation, That's and then true, like right? in two seconds, I'm not gonna be thinking about it's it not anymore. Because we're talking thing, about the, yeah, it's <laughs> the episode. A, it's not a real life kind of thing. I've called you Irishman for the past seventy. See, but that's okay. Episodes. So it's just ginger. It's just ginger. I think I'm because I am Irish. I've called you ginger beard a couple times. I think. I know you have. So you don't like that? No. Ugh, what? All right. All right. I apologize, sir, for my <laughs> insensitivity, and I will no this longer is the be best. This is the best ginger. entrance we've had. Okay. This is my favorite one right here. Right. I swear I've said it to you before. That you don't like being called ginger? Yeah. You've never said that. I've, I swear that we've talked about that redheads don't like being called ginger. You because said I've told redheads you, don't like, aren't attracted to other redheads. You never said anything about being ginger. Which is also true. That's, that's, a, that's a horse of a different color right there. <laughs> is it a ginger horse? That's a saying, man. That's a saying. It's from the Wizard of Oz. What? A horse from a, horse from a different color. From the Wizard from of the Oz? From the Wizard of Oz. Well, that's a horse of a different color. That's so, how the guy so says many, it. So many questions. We're going into so many different directions right now. Because first of all, you I just think we're trying to the make Wizard this. <laughs> I did. Like what? Proudly. I proudly. Dude, I. You've never heard me say that. Oh, no. <laughs> The Wizard of Oz, of all things. The only thing I remember from The Wizard of Oz is the yellow brick road and clicking your heels together three times to go home. the yellow brick road. That's it. the yellow brick road. There was a cowardly follow lion. the father, 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 yellow brick road. That doesn't have a heart, a brain. Who doesn't have the brain? Scarecrow. And then. If I only it, had a brain. What is it? The Tin Man that doesn't have a heart? Doesn't have a heart. Mm. And there's the of, cowardly lion. True. There was a lot of messed up stuff that went on on that set. Yeah. If you ever Google it, man, it was messed up, dude. I'm not even can gonna you, get into it. Can here. You give us a, no, yeah, give us at least one example. Like, okay, so the star, um, the woman who played Alice, was like abused 
like sexually assaulted on set. It was insane. It's very depressing. I don't even want to talk about it. She also died at a young age. Yeah, she did. Her name was Dorothy, not Alice. This oh, is not that's Alice. Alice in Wonderland. You're right, Dorothy. See, Wizard of Oz, man. I was like Dorothy. Have you ever seen that's The Wiz? I don't remember as well. Have you seen it? I have. Oh, okay. I couldn't quote it though. That's fine. It's just the could, black version of The Wizard of Oz. I could quote. There's a lot of spinoffs to The Wizard of Oz too. Yeah, there's a. Wasn't there one that came out not that long ago, like the about one of the witches or something? No, that was a Broadway play. Well, both. Hmm. There was a movie that that play is fairly old now, so the play yeah, was true. Wicked. Yeah, there we go. Which I would I would see that I would. I haven't I haven't seen any Broadway plays for that matter. I've seen Aladdin. It was good. Yeah. Yeah, Broadway is a different kind of experience, man. It's like, yeah, you just gotta have to be there. I think they're opening. I think they just announced that they're opening Broadway back up. I think they're gonna start doing plays again. To what capacity, I don't know, but I think they are. Do you sell tickets? You know what? I don't. I so I do so. I don't know if those tickets are still valid. I'd have to like call the box office and see if I could still use them because they said I could. They basically told me that I could use those tickets as long as the play that I have the tickets for is still ongoing, which was the Book of Mormon. So I don't know. But you would have to go, but you didn't see that, so that works. Right. Right, because you end up seeing Aladdin. Correct. Okay. So I can still go okay. see the Book of Mormon, maybe, for free. Not really for free. I already paid for the tickets, so it's not for right. free. It's just <laughs> a different time. Then I got to make a whole trip to go to New York. Yeah, nothing about this is free. <laughs> yeah, nothing about it. It's actually quite expensive. But I guess if I'm ever in New York again, then I'll try to make that. Anyway. <laughs> Sean the Irishman King. It's a horse of a different color. Horse of a different color. <laughs> Completely different color, man. My gosh. So we're back we're back around. Full circle. <laughs> Full three sixty. You don't like being called ginger. Note it. I guess right. I will no longer endearingly refer to you as ginger. It's all because of that South Park episode. That's where things went downhill. Nobody even said ginger to me before that episode. I don't even know what you're talking about. So I don't, I don't, I watch, I don't watch South Park, South Park yeah, either. I, I, I just never really got the appeal of it. Me neither. Um, but there's an episode where they talk about how gingers don't have souls. Jeez. And dark? Ever since then, people have called me. I mean, it's not like a big problem, right? Really, not since school either. Right. I, I, at this point, you're the only one, Nick. You're the only one still calling me a ginger. But I don't do it out of hate like that. I do it, I, like I said, it's it's an endearing thing, man. I do it out of love, <laughs> not out of hate. I don't think you don't I have mean, a I soul. I understand that. I think you have a great soul, Sean, actually. That's why you're here sitting next to me every fucking Wednesday night at who knows what time to the wee late hours of the night. Right. You know I'm not even really a ginger. What are you, man? I'm just a redhead, man. Yeah, I mean, I guess that. I don't fall into a ginger category. I guess I, I never really. Not all redheads are gingers. gingers. Yeah, I get that. I could get that. I mean, you're darker red, red though. You're not like right, but I'm not like orange. You're not like you know. And while I'm not red. that dark, but I get a red face. Typical gingers. This is so off topic. It's fucking we're going on eight minutes talking about Sorry, this. But man, typical gingers uh, are very pale skinned. Mm. With lots and lots of freckles. I have freckles. I don't have lots and lots of freckles. Do you have freckles? 
Yeah, see, that's why I don't qualify. Because you don't even know that I have freckles. No. Come on, Ben. Ah, okay. Okay, I see that now. Right. It's not even really a ginger. Is Wally West a ginger? See, I, I brought that back to comics. I feel like it's hard to tell who's a ginger in animated things. He has he has red hair, though. See, I feel like Wally West is like a real redhead. Like his what? hair is like... But right, you felt right. like I was a ginger? <laughs> I don't know, man. I I really don't know. I feel I like I'm a real redhead. I feel like my hair is closer to actually being red versus Wally West's hair is orange. Is it? Yeah, you're right. I feel like your hair is pretty. I don't, I don't know, man. Look, we're just. Listen, our chairs are orange. Is my hair. This chair is the red. Color? That is reddish not. orange. I'm wearing red. You're right. Wearing You're red. wearing. We're wearing different we're colors. We're wearing red right than now. Our Why chairs? is there so much red going on? <laughs> anyway, what are we here for this week, Sean? Let me ask you something. Do you, do you feel confused right now? Yes. Yeah, because that's perfect. That's perfect for this episode because we're talking about confusing ass things in comic books. <laughs> Flawless transition. Flawless. I love it. <laughs> Nailed it. Good shit, man. So yeah. we both went, kind of created our own list. I'm talking about more DC things. You're talking about more Marvel things. As but usual. it's just, we did Confusing Powers once ago. Yeah, we did, didn't which we? Which is, I don't know, easily a year ago. Probably two. Was it? That was, that was a long time ago. It was, you're right. Um, but now, similar to that episode, we're not talking about characters. We're talking about entities, forces, kind of things yeah. in both universes that even us found confusing and I'll tell you, speaking because for myself, comics are fucking ridiculous. Yeah. After doing some research, I'm not any less confused. I'm even more confused now. <laughs> yeah, if anything, I feel like I know less about it. Yeah. But we're going to go ahead. We're going to oh, confuse our audience and talk about all these different entity force type thingies. Yeah, there's no. um. Look, the theme of this episode is just confusion. Yeah, just just all over the place. So in 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 light of the theme of the episode, <laughs> I feel like the beginning is so perfect too. Yeah. People are gonna be sitting in their cars, but like, is there a difference between what? a redhead and a ginger? Like, what the fuck is going on? Did we he have... say a horse of a different color? <laughs> <laughs> we have no real structure to this. We didn't like. I don't know. Yeah, there's no real structure. I feel to this episode. We're just talking. This about episode, shit. yeah, this is shit. That's gonna be hard one to bounce. In an order, because we're not talking about similar things. Yeah, it's not like a top five. It's not like a, like you said, similar. It's just like, here's some confusing DC shit. Here's some confusing Marvel shit. Let me try to explain it to you. Are you even more confused? Cool. (laughs) All right. Let's get to it. Should I start or you want to start? Oh, you know what? Actually, before we get to it, we got like two bits of news I feel like we should talk about briefly. All right. Hit me. All right. Off the top, we got it <laughs> we got um what's the name of this fucking movie? <laughs> the Eternals. The Eternals. Yeah, <laughs> we got an Eternals trailer, and we we got the Eternals trailer and the Eternals a the Eternals trailer. Is the movie called The Eternals? Or just called Eternals. I was I was confused at what was happening until that last part. I think it's called the Eternals. Is it the Eternals? I think it's the Eternals. So we got a the Eternals trailer. Why put an A? Because you can't say we got the Eternals trailer because 
whatever. Anyway, you got the the Eternal trailer. So I'm saying, like if if it was a Spider Man trailer, we say we got the Spider Man trailer or a Spider Man trailer. I think you just get rid of one of the thes. So it's just we got the Eternals trailer. Yeah. Okay, fine. We got the Eternals trailer. <laughs> Grammar, man. We got the Eternals trailer. Teaser trailer of sorts is about what two minutes long. I think it was. I think so. Yeah. If that. What'd you think? Uh, I mean, hey, it looks fine. <laughs> Listen, my Eternals knowledge comes from things that you've told me about the Eternals on this podcast. Fair enough. So I don't, I don't know. I like we talked about before. It's a diverse cast. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but not knowing these characters, I don't feel like the trailer gave me a good idea of who they are, of who they are, what a villain is going to look like in this storyline or, or anything like that. I just know that the Eternals arrived to earth, been living amongst people for, I'm assuming thousands of years. Yeah. And, uh, something's going to happen now that they're going to reveal themselves. Yep. Which is my kind of movie, regardless of it being a superhero movie or not. I like that kind of sci-fi kind of story. So, I mean. And it does seem like they're going kind of that route a bit. I mean, look. So, cinematically, the movie, I think, looks great. I think it looks beautiful. The special effects in the trailer was were real nice. Um, I'm very excited for the cast. I said that before. I'll say it again. I am very excited for the cast. It looks like good. This trailer didn't. No, it didn't tell us shit. It, right. It didn't explain anything i feel like the most interesting you know, bit of the- and i'm gonna say i think that's a mistake that they do that because it's one thing to show us a trailer about a character we already know and not show us something right but if it's a character that a, the majority of people don't know anything about i mean that's fair it's like what's the point of this yeah that's even fair. us every comic books are just saying they're like okay yeah no i get that and i mean i guess if i had to try to look at it from the perspective of somebody who doesn't read comic books who Maybe have seen, you know, quite a few of the Marvel movies, maybe even all of them. You still have no idea what's going on here. You just see the Marvel tag. That's it. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, that's about where the interest would stop. And, I mean, I don't know if seeing this trailer would make me want to go, oh, my God, I got to figure out who the Eternals are. I mean, I didn't feel that way. Yeah. So and I, I read know. comics. <laughs> and like I said, so, I well, what I was getting at was I think the the biggest – part of this trailer the the most standout part of the trailer to me was the almost the after credits part of the trailer right they show the title the eternals and then they cut and then there's another scene after that and they're all sitting at the table <clears throat> and the girl's like now that steve and tony are gone who's gonna lead the avengers and the one guy i think like, that little girl felt like she was on a first name basis with those two guys. i don't know why either like she knew them personally maybe she did i don't uh, know who knows it's gonna be some flashback yeah. and the guy was like I will or something like that. So I think that's a big part because it tells us something, which is they've been around and they've seen all of this shit happen. So it's like, I guess the biggest question they're going to have to answer in this movie is what the fuck were they doing? At no point did they feel like they or needed what, to intervene what's or help the out. the threat now? Right. But they feel like they have to. They got to come out. Yeah. So I think that's going to be like, that's the most intriguing part to me because, and we've talked about it before. I told you about it before. Thanos technically is an eternal. Right. He's like, he's a deviant, which is like the cousin to the eternals, like the 
sister race or whatever to the Eternals. Um, so I'm wondering if they're gonna if he's still gonna have that same origin. If that's the case, then like again, why wouldn't they look at him and be like, oh, oh shit, he's a uh, one of the bad versions of us we should probably do something about this don't you think is that is that cousin thanos over there yeah like what's he doing over here how many of them got snapped out of existence did any of them get snapped out of existence like what did they, they go through you know what i mean like, of every yeah so thin. it's like i'm very curious to see like where they go <laughs> with this and like how they explain like where they came from i also saw somebody mention a theory that like um this might they might use this as the way to introduce the mutants into I saw something about that too. Yeah, into the universe, which I think it could be interesting for sure. Like if the Eternals have, you know, been living amongst humans and maybe some of them have had relationships with humans and things like that, their genes could have crossed over with the human genes, which could have created a mutant gene and then that keeps kinda going and going, so I don't feel like that's gonna happen, but uh, yeah, I don't you know. never know. It's true. I uh, I saw another thing saying that that maybe they'll give us more of a Thanos origin in this yeah, movie. Backstory. I, mean, I I don't feel like that's gonna happen either, but that'd be cool. Uh, so that scene where the, and then that one character. Do you know that? I don't know if you know the character's name. I don't. No, I don't know any of their names Apparently, yet. Apparently, he does lead the Avengers at one point in the comic book after Steve and Tony are gone. Ah. So that's like an Easter egg. So that's kind of like a little joke of something that really did happen. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. Good stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm still as excited as I was for the movie. The trailer didn't necessarily boost my excitement, but it didn't take anything away either. You know what I mean? Right. Like sometimes you're excited for something, you see the trailer, and you're like, oh. I like Venom. Yeah, that doesn't look as good as I thought it was Remember going Remember how to be. we thought the first Venom might be a good movie? Did we think that? We did. Did we, though? A little bit. We didn't mm. think it was going to be as bad as it was. Mm. <laughs> I remember feeling excited for Suicide Squad. I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're not going to go down that train. Uh, speaking of Spider-Man and Venom, though, uh, we got a, uh, it got announced today, actually, that Aaron Taylor Johnson, which, if people don't know, Aaron Taylor Johnson is the guy who not only played... Kick-ass. Quick, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he played Kick-ass in Kick-ass, the movie one and two. He also was Quicksilver in Avengers Age of Ultron. Um, he's been cast. They never said that though. They just called him Pietro. That's true, Pietro. He's been cast as Craven the Hunter by Sony for the Craven the Hunter movie. I gotta tell you, based purely off of the way he looks, I did expect him to cast more of a, a rougher looking guy. I mean, okay. I'm not saying that he can't. I guess he could bring that look. Yeah, I feel like he's probably going to bring something to it. But, yeah, I guess I... Well, different he looked from Kick-Ass to Quicksilver. Yeah, that's true. He did look very different. Is he tall? Yeah, he's tall. He actually is pretty tall. So that works. And, I mean, we've seen that he can get, get buff, so that's cool. He's British in real life. I always kind of expected Craven the Hunter to be kind of more... Um, I don't know what he is. From New Zealand or something? A more New Zealand kind of accent than a British one. Okay. Um, but I mean, I don't know. That's just my own personal yeah. 
I don't have strong feelings one way or the other, to be honest. It's like, all right. I forgot this movie was happening, to be honest with you. I'm surprised. To be honest, look, I don't. I'm still not really on board with this whole Sony's going to make a bunch of Spider Man movies without fucking Spider Man. Like, I really. I generally feel like it's coming, though. I hope so. Because I feel like it'd be. He's going to transfer over, and then all these villains are just going to be established already. Craven the Hunter could be such a great live action villain but without spider-man it, i just feel like it's not gonna work like what is the movie gonna be about just how good of a hunter he is i mean maybe that by that point spider-man actually will be in that universe maybe sony should just give it up man i really feel like they should listen just if stick they to the animated stuff if they accomplish they need one good animated movie <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They haven't made. They only did one. If they bring Spider-Man into that universe, which is a little of a bittersweet situation, right? Right. Makes the Sony universe significantly better, but I do enjoy him in the MCU. Kind of rather him be there. Right. But if they did that, it's kind of cool that their villains are already somewhat established, and so you can throw Craven or Morbius against Spider-Man, and not have to go over an origin because we already got it. Ready to build a connection to this character. Yeah, I mean, I get that, I guess. On the other end, is like I can't see this uh, version of Venom with this current version of Spider-Man. No. Just the universe is different. too different. Yeah, very different. But I hey. I not see that either. Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what the future is Maybe we're going to get this crazy Spider-Man verse where we get all three of the Spider-Men. They'll introduce a Miles Morales and a Gwen Spider-Girl. <laughs> Gwen Spider-Girl. And we'll, uh, maybe even Spider-Pig. Who knows? Yeah. Get all these characters together, all these villains together, and it'll be an epic movie. Not quite as epic as Endgame, but it would be Sony's version of Endgame. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, how do you feel about the casting? You think it'll work? He'll work as Craven the Hunter? How do you feel? What do you think? Can you imagine him with a dead animal slung over his shoulders? Some fur on him? I feel like he's not old enough. Knife. That's what I feel. I feel like mm, he's... Age. Okay, interesting. I feel like I always kind of imagine him like more in his like, 50s. 50s? That's Raven. high. Like, an old man. I was thinking maybe late 30s. No, 50s, though? 50s. 40s. I don't know, Late man. 40s. How could he... How could he Early kill Spider-Man in his 50s? I mean, he hasn't successfully done it, so... I know, but he came really fucking close. How old is Aaron Taylor Johnson in real life? Let's see. He is... He's I'm 30. saying... He's I'm exactly saying... 30. Sorry. I'm saying that the... I'm thought. saying that Craven, the hunter's older than uh, the actor. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. You imagine that the actor that would play Craven the Hunter would be older. Should be an order. Should yeah. be an order actor. I think thirty works, honestly. Nah, because I think it should be like a, you're gonna put a a fifty year old up against this Spider Man who's like eighteen. Yeah, I think a fifty year old Craven works against like a twenty five year old Spider Man, but not like an eighteen year old Spider Man. It's been a couple of years, man. He's got to be young and agile. He's got to be. He's probably close to twenty-five now. Like the okay, let's think about this. By the time he gets in the movie with him, he'll be twenty-five. Real life, the difference in wisdom between eighteen and thirty is enormous. Right. That's enough. 
He's got to be 50. Spider-Man's not 18 anymore. He's, okay, 20 versus like 35. When is this Craven movie coming out? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, they didn't announce it. He's going to be like 25 by the time the movie comes out. I don't out. understand why you feel like Craven has to be twice the age of Spider-Man. I'm not saying it's a twice thing. I'm not putting that like double the age aspect out there. I'm saying that when you read him in the comic books, he doesn't seem like he's freaking 30. Yeah, he does. Craven? No, I'm saying he seems like he's much older. He seems like he's 30 something. No. He's seasoned. He's been hunting for years. Right. And it's all led him to wanting the ultimate hunt. He could have started when he was like 12. Zinnick. <laughs> the man's not like 30. Dude, he's, he's toads like maybe 40 at best. <laughs> Look at this guy. He's not 50. I think he is. There's no way that's a 50-year-old man. Looking he's like definitely that. in his 40s. It, it, I, could, I could buy 40s, but 50-something? Listen, you know how old Hugh Jackman is? I don't know how old Hugh Jackman is. He's 50-something. Yeah. He would have been a great choice looks. for Craven would, You would have you would all about it then. <laughs> Why did they cast Hugh Jackman? They should have cast Hugh Jackman. He would have been great, man. But I guess they're just keeping him on the bench just in case. Just in Even case. Even if, if they got Ben Affleck to the same ship he was in Batman v Superman, he would be a good Craven, too. He'd be, actually, he would. He would be See a what I mean? You know, old, ripped dude to play this character. Wow. He, he's gonna pull it off. He's gonna get the scruff going, maybe some long <laughs> greasy hair. You know what I mean? It'll be fine. It's gonna look like a man child. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like him. Oh my god! All right. Anyway, what are we what are we talking about? All right, confusing things. Confusion shit. Am I, am I going first? Or you're going first. Comics are ridiculous. You go first. All right. What you got? I'm gonna start with simple. Okay. I'm gonna start with what the multiverse is. All right. We we're just kind of talking about it with Spider Man. You were. So the idea behind the multiverse is that there's all these different universes that uh, coexist at the same time, but they vibrate at different frequencies. I feel like this is something we should have talked about very early on in this podcast, actually. So this is the we reason. Have. We probably have. I don't think we've ever defined it, though. No, we've not talked about the multiverse. Yeah. But, but this is the reason why we get so many different comic book versions of characters and different stories is they all are just in a different universe within the multiverse. Yep. Um, which is cool. We get to see slight to major differences of all these characters and get multiple stories going on at the same time. And, yeah. you know, it's it's very, very entertaining. So yeah. the explanation is they just vibrate at a different frequency. And one of the comic books I liked, Lex Luthor actually kind of like defines it as for every decision that can be made, there's an alternate decision that's made and that creates another universe. Yeah. So for literally every slight to major difference, there's an infinity amount of universes. Okay. So what coexists, I'm going to go real nerdy here. What coexists. What we're about here. And all of these universes are these forces now these forces were created by two things okay the first being the hand slash the presence which is essentially the dc universe's version of god okay it's also created by the source the source it's basically still god but just really energy Mm. 
the source is what is behind the source wall, which I'm sure you're a part of, but for our listeners, it's in a lot of, lot of DC comic books is the source wall. And you often see Darkseid trying to get to it because he f- knows that the answer to the anti-life equation, which I'll get into more later. So much stuff. Is behind it. Okay. So basically imagine this big, bigger than life wall that basically has all these different people or beings in it faces and stuff Mm -hmm. and what it is is that's all the people from the beginning of time trying to get past the wall and when you try to get past the wall you actually get stuck in the wall Mm. okay you know what's cool about this is in the crossover event with dc and marvel dr doom tries to get it and he gets also gets stuck in the wall so in a lot of comic books you can see dr doom front and present in the source wall for a dc comic huh isn't that kind of a little, yeah, little cool uh, tidbit right there? Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. Good stuff. That, that seems like some shit Dr. Doom would try to do with arrogant ass. All right. Ready? We're going to get crazy now. All right, here we go. Here we, here go. we go. This is... Uh, Marvel is essentially <coughs> the same thing. Like, they have... There's a Marvel, Marvel multiverse. Uh, they've explored it a little bit in the movies. And in the next Doctor Strange movie, we're gonna see more of it i'm assuming um but yeah it's essentially the same thing and there's an infinite number of multiverses that's how we got characters like spider gwen like miles morales um like old man logan um like the ultimates the ultimate version of captain america and thor and and all these other characters so yeah right Mm -hmm. i mean it was before i get into this too we talked about this on the podcast probably the simplest thing out of the stuff that we're going to talk the about. The multiverse? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's like, it, it can be confusing, but it's relatively straightforward. It's just different universes exist and different shit happens in these different universes. Right. And there's always like a, the comics always settle on a core. Like in Marvel, the prime earth is earth 616. And that's like the main earth, the main universe that the comics are focused on. And anything outside of that is an alternate universe. Right. Yeah. What's cool, and we t- like I s- we I've talked about this before, but uh, the CW TV shows has all the DC, Arrow, Flash, all those shows. They had a crisis event, um, where they uh, like went ahead a hundred percent and addressed that every. DC live action thing that we have seen is part of the multiverse. So they all exist at different frequencies. Right, because we saw um, the movies flash. Yeah, so we saw the movie flash in there. We saw um, characters from the Adam West Batman in there. We saw characters from Doom Patrol, from Titans, from Smallville, from uh, I think there was one Dark Knight reference in there. Uh, Kingdom Come Batman, like literally almost every single live action thing that we've seen was addressed in there. Yes, this all exists in the multiverse. Cool that they actually went and did it. Marvel's kind of getting there with their live action movies now. Yep. Um, I mean, I mean, you imagine that'd be insane if they go and they're like these old uh, superhero tv shows and movies like the like our qu- quiz last episode had a conversation about that there was a 
a Nick Fury show. Yeah. But that actually does exist in a multiverse with these movies. You imagine if they did some crazy things like that? No, that'd be crazy. But anyways, all right. So these seven forces um, were created again by the presence and by the source. And so the seven forces uh, evolve around positive and negative energies. Hmm. Okay? So basically, the multiverse was created by um, the presence making these celestial beings and giving them crisis energy. Okay. Okay? So, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Anti-crisis energy. So, anti-crisis energy is the positive energy. Um, and they have, like, the energies that have to do with, like, motion, feeling, and magic, which I'm going to dive more into this in a bit. You got to stick with me in the I'm beginning trying. here. It's crazy. I'll go with anti-crisis energy. Um, these central beings birth all the different versions of a multiverse. When they do that, basically they die. So they birth these universes. They die when they make it happen. Okay. Hell of a sacrifice, but all right. The crisis, which is the negative, creates the seven hidden forces of creation. Um, so there's the seven hidden forces, which is the negative energies, and then the seven forces of the universe which is the positive energies okay okay it's gonna slightly make sense in a bit all right this this beginning is super brutal all right so one of these special beings basically decided that she wanted to create negative uh universes because she knew that she can get them to feed off the other universes and essentially last forever where the positive ones are not meant to last forever. So mm-hmm. she went, created these negative forces and then she got uh, basically taken and thrown behind the source wall. Okay. To stop her from doing that. And of course in comic books, she eventually gets broken out, which creates all these negative forces. All, all right. right. So basically for every force I'm about to tell you about, there's a negative and there's a positive, but they're all created by these essential beings um, who got Say this response. Celestial. 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 Whatever, man. <laughs> these beings <laughs> from the presence and the source. You with yeah. me? Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's go with yeah. It's <laughs> my first page. Jeez. I did. I feel like I did a good job summing that up. I mean, yeah, it was pretty solid. I was kind of going back and forth a lot there, but I feel like you get the gist. I get the gist. All yeah. right, good. First one's the easy one. So there's the speed force, yeah. positive. We all know and love. Its counterpart, still force, negative force. So the speed force is the force that gives the universe motion. It's basically what pushes time and space forward, and it's also what gives the Flash family their powers. They all, all right. get it from the Speed Force. Right. Still Force is the, the force that's meant to keep things solid and stop moving, which is why it's the negative force. Okay. So it stops things. Speed Force pushes things. Um, the Still Force is actually a, a little bit more newer in the comic books. They actually see storylines with it. Okay. Um, 
but the villain, the turtle, the Flash villain, the turtle, used the still force. There's a turtle. Flash it's a turtle one. That's that would use the still force to basically stop Barry Allen from having the speed. What a hell of a name! It's like, you know, his name I mean, he looks turtle. like a big ass turtle. Does he? He had an old man face, but a turtle suit. Crazy. Right. This is in the newer comic books. I mean, I think the turtle's an older character, but oh, okay. this is like, like, like newer in comic book terms, like 2012-ish. Gotcha. Okay. Like 10 years old. Yeah. But for our comics, it's not. No, it's not old at all. Turtle. All right. Our next force that was created is the emotional spectrum and the invisible spectrum. So the emotional spectrum, as you would probably assume, is what gives the lantern cores... Right. Their powers. So all has to do with light. Yeah, all that fun stuff. Yeah. So there's rage, fear, will, hope, compassion, love, death, and life. Okay. Um so yeah, the emotional spectrum is the force that basically gave all these things power which is why we have all these different lantern cores some of this is might not realize that so it's more than just the green lantern core there's lantern cores for all these different colors they all get the power from the different um emotion right so will love um fear hope i just read these i didn't see the colors that's why i didn't do the first time right no you didn't so will is green Fear is yellow. Life is white. Yep. Death is black. Rage is red. I know greed is orange, but you didn't say greed. Yes. Um, isn't there an envy one too? There's hope, which is blue. Okay. There's compassion, which is indigo. Indigo, yep. And then black is... the invisible spectrum the only one that exists thus far is the ultraviolet color Mm. I've heard about the ultraviolet lanterns yeah uh, I don't know what they are but it's apparently one of the most powerful cores it's supposed to be more powerful so before this white was the most powerful right because white was basically all the emotions yep um the light you can't see which is indigo or uh sorry ultraviolet um apparently is more powerful and from what i was researching is like sinestro was basically like would give you like the power of ultraviolet but then that power would just take over you and you would just join the course you kind of lost your like free will with it oh wow and that's why he was able he made like an outrageously humongous lantern core with it because he was just going and being like all right now you part of my core so the first person Sinestro he start sinestro started it sinestro started it the first person he took was uh john stewart and then john stewart like went and attacked the justice league and almost took everybody down uh but somehow cyborg was able to take him down but he took everybody else down including like superman yeah what yep crazy yeah i'm to read that story yeah, me too sounds good i was good. just doing like the just the summary of it but yeah. i was like i want to actually see this story yeah Next force. I think that's important to note, right? Because I feel like we say a lot, like we should read that story. Or I want to read that story. We read comic books, but there are so many fucking comic books. Yes. Like, it's impossible for us to read all of them. Because as we're explaining right now, 
with the multiverse, like there'll be six different Spider-Man comic books running at the exact same time. Like, and they'll all be a different story. Some are a different Spider-Man. Like, think at one time there was Superior Spider-Man, Spectacular Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, fucking... Ultimate Spider-Man. Ultimate Spider-Man. Spider-Man and Friends. You know what I mean? Like, you know. So... It's impossible to keep up with. Yeah. We read comics, but just... There's a lot to read. Next one is Spear of God, positive. Void Wind, negative. Spear of God is what gives magic to the universe. Mm. So this is the same thing that also gives the new gods and the gods of Olympus and all the gods their powers, as well as all the magical characters can get their powers. Like, like what about Dr. Fate? Like, does he get his powers from that? Yeah, all the Santana. magic. Oh, Santana. Hmm, okay. Uh, angels and demons. Interesting. Uh, the Void Wind basically just sniffs out magic. So the negative four just basically takes magic away. Mm, okay. All right. This goes downhill real quick from here, hon. It's other forces. It's not a whole lot to them. Okay. There's like no comic book stories. I don't even know why they exist, to be quite frank with you. <laughs> but they do. All right. We'll There's a dimensional superstructure. Okay. Uh, and then the negative is the sixth note. So this governs <laughs> what? all things... Imagin- imaginal and unimaginable in the universe. Uh, what? <coughs> you heard me, Nick. What? I ain't repeating it. You heard me. <laughs> so this ridiculous. is what the monitors of the DC universe, this is where they get their force. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> The sixth null is uh, when the unmanageable inman- has been unlocked. Imaginable? Unimaginable? Inmanageable. Are you saying imaginable, like imagine, or manageable? Like imagination. Okay. What's that up? is unlocked. Okay. Listen, I don't know what it means either. <laughs> what? I'm like, wait, what? As I said, this, so this goes super downhill. The imaginable has been unlocked. And that's the negative one? Yeah. That seems very positive to me. Because if... I think it's what you can't, like... When you can't imagine something, and then you unlock that, which makes me feel like then you can't imagine it, and that's a negative thing. Okay. We'll go with that. Yeah. Yeah. Two more forces. They don't get any better. (laughs) Bear with me. (laughs) <laughs> collective unconsciousness versus black apple what the f- who came up with these names bro i do not know the collective unconsciousness that one's okay i got that that's cool black apple the black apple what gives knowledge and wisdom to the universe this Makes is sense. also what gives telepaths their power mm. uh it's said that the the greatest minds of the dc universe have a connection to this okay the black apple is for forbidden knowledge. Knowledge not supposed to happen. Comes from the black apple. Uh, I guess that makes sense now. It's like a biblical reference. Okay. Yeah. You say so. I'm assuming that's what it it's is. It's the black apple in biblical sense. Adam and Eve, she ate the forbidden fruit, the apple that gave her knowledge, but she wasn't supposed to. The apple to eat black? It. 
No, but they probably just added black in there as a bad thing. Sound it more. Okay. Faithfulness versus faithfulness is the last one. This is. It sounds like the simplest one. Are you about to say some wild shit? Are you about to say some wild shit? It's just goodness in the hearts of uh, nature and uh, heroics. Oh, that's wholesome. Yeah. Versus faithfulness is just, you know, doom and the evil in people. Gotcha. All right. All right. There's there's the forces. The seven forces of the DC universe. I got a, I got a couple bonus ones real quick, and then I'm going to let you go. And then I'm not going to talk for a while because I feel like how my brain pe- hurts. How many people are still listening, I wonder? Hopefully enough. <laughs> I know. If you make it through this episode, let us know. Yeah. Um, so the anti-life equation, also chaos magic, comes from the crisis energy. So these are negative things versus mm-hmm. like magic before us was the positive. Right. Chaos magic is negative. The anti-life equation is a mathematical equation. If you know it, you can basically control people. You take, um, you're able to dominate their wills, but they actually say it is but basically if you literally just know this mathematical mathematical equation you can just control the person or as many people as you want mm. that's what it does i never knew what it did yeah that's what it does okay interesting one of the robins knows it what yeah seriously seriously which one uh tim drake what Yep. oh he's easily the strongest robin then i mean <laughs> he was said to be that without that but yeah yeah i know crazy yep. how does he know it do you know the backstory of this i don't know the backstory all right we gotta he out saw the it but i forgot where he saw it and then like he just like has the one of those memories like he saw and he just was able to memorize it crazy. and he's like because i remember saying the panel that there's there's a bit of like uh he doesn't want the burden of knowing it but he's like it's not something like i can forget just forget yeah, yeah. i get that i wouldn't want the burden of knowing that either like, right Dark side is after it. Like, fuck that. I don't want another shit. I know. You come probe my brain. I'm no, no, thank you. All right, here are my last things. So there's a storyline where Reverse Flash makes Barry Allen and Wally Rest break the uh, force barriers, what it's called, and it relieves, released new forces. So on top of all of this, there's. We talked about the speed force, the still force, but there's also the strength force, the stage force, and the life force. There's so many fucking forces. So stage force gives you knowledge. Strength force gives you strength. Very, very straightforward. If you master all of the forces, I'm talking about like the speed, not all the forces I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Uh, then you have access to the life force, and that makes you the most powerful version of yourself throughout all the multiverse. And you have also have access to travel through space and time throughout all of the multiverse. My mouth's open. I know. I see that. It's crazy. So that's that's the last thing I had to talk about. Wow. This is all you know. Good way to end it on a jaw dropper. Because I was like, what? And has anybody ever achieved the life force? Do you know? First flash. Reverse Flash? Yep. He uh, declares himself uh, the one and true Flash, switches his suit to the red suit, and takes Barry Allen into the uh, life force. But he's being hunted by uh, Black Flash. 
Right, Black Death or whatever. Yeah, Flash Death. Yeah, or Black Racer, whatever he's called. Yeah. Um. And where I left off from reading it is he's like basically standing there, like I'm the most powerful version of all. I'm the most powerful Flash there ever is, and uh, Black Racer's about to stab him in the back, and Barry Allen jumps in front, and that's as far as I got in the story. We need to finish that story. Well, I know, but my gosh, we had a podcast, so yeah, that's true. All right, fair enough. Okay, so I only got two forces. You fucking show off. (laughs) Um, I'm sure there's more forces in the Marvel universe, but these are the two I decided to focus on because I feel like these are the two that are the most popular, but also the most misunderstood. Because I know even for me, there's some things about them. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't even know if I truly understand what this is. So, uh, the first one I feel like is the simpler. Of the two, but it is the Odin Force, um, later converted to the Thor Force. Um, but that also means before Odin was had a different name then, because Odin's father. Well, here's the thing: it did not because it originated with Odin. Hmm. Yeah. That's so interesting. Uh, the Odin Force was actually created. So Odin had two brothers, uh, Villa, Vili, V I L I Vili. Villa, Villy, Villy, and V, um, and basically, <laughs> the name V, yeah. When they so when they encountered Serta for the first time, they went to steal the Eternal Flame from him, um, and they succeeded in in taking it. But in order for Odin to escape Serta and get make the get the flame back to Asgard, his two brothers stayed to fight Serta so that Odin could get away. And in turn, they died. But before they died, they gave their essence to Odin, and then their essences combined and created the Odin Force. Okay. So it's, it's basically like the like essence. I have questions, but okay. It's the essence of like three gods put together, and that's why like. So they were gods already without the Force. Correct. Yeah, they were still Asgardian gods. Yeah. With the Odin Force. Do you know why they had to take the flame? No. Okay. I I would assume it was because of like Ragnarok, but I don't know. It's probably a good guess. Yeah, I don't know entirely for sure. I can find out later though. Um. But yeah, so with the Odin Force. It grants Odin like near limitless power. And after he obtained the Odin force, he then became the strongest Asgardian, basically like in history. I have questions. I don't know if you have the answers. Go ahead. I mean, you could try me so far. Does that mean if another three siblings got together and And gave their essence to one sibling, then they would also be super powerful? Uh, I mean, I guess according to this logic, yes. Um, I don't know what the details of that are. I don't know if it actually like requires three blood siblings to do it, or if it could just be three random Asgardians or like what the case may be. I assume because Bor, which was Odin's father, was also the king of Asgard, which made him the strongest Asgardian at the time had three sons. So maybe it has to do with a bloodline kind of thing where like they were already immensely strong on their own. So combining all three of their forces 
made this crazy like entity. Um, but I don't know. I'm just speculating at this point because that's that's what fucking comics are. A lot of speculation. Do you know if Olden was the oldest, the middle, or the youngest child? I don't know that. I'm not okay. sure. Right. Yeah. You again. So if I had to <laughs> guess, I would guess he was the youngest. I felt the youngest too, but I don't you know. Would maybe think the two older brothers would protect the youngest brother, right? But maybe like, there were. Maybe it was the flip side. Maybe it was the oldest. Yeah, and he was, and they were like, "You're you're about to become king. You're supposed to become king." So right. So maybe we, we should you to go do back. This. Yeah, we should do this for you. Uh, but yeah. So with this power, like Odin, like I said, Odin became the most powerful Asgardian, um, and also <clears throat> that then put him on par with like other cosmic beings right like galactus the silver surfer like those kind of people um he then but then so here's i feel like where like you're like galactus and then the herald of galactus (laughs) yeah pretty much those are the only cosmic beings that came to my mind like off the top um so then he later decided that he would tie the odin force to Asgard, right? So his his idea behind doing this was that when he dies, the Odin force wouldn't just die with him. Instead, it would be bestowed upon whoever became the new all-father of Asgard, the new king, and then they would take on the Odin force, which is how Thor eventually gets it when he becomes king. And then they, there's some iterations where they end up calling it the Thor force now. Uh, but I mean, it's still like the, it's the same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing. It doesn't, it's not any different. It's the same thing. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, so, and then with the Odin force, like he's been able to do crazy shit. It's a, so he channels cosmic energies. Uh, he's able to do blast of concussions, uh, energy shields. He can use it to fly interdimensional teleportation, heal the injuries of others, cast illusions, communicate with others across dimensional planes, time travel, rearrange matter at molecular molecular levels, and increase his own physical size. Okay. Yeah. That's just like some of the stuff he could do. I mean, he's... I feel like I want to read this comic. He's like teleported um, all of Asgard at one point. He's used it to just like do crazy stuff. The other thing about the Odin Forest is that it it sometimes has a it has a will of its own and we've seen it manifest itself it's his as, brothers. <laughs> probably. We've seen it manifest itself as a Asgardian like young Asgardian boy with like wings. That happened in the actual Ragnarok comic book. Cause it talked to Thor and told him what he needed to do in order to stop Ragnarok. You got to sacrifice more and take both your eyes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah I um, remember. In order to. Become, I was like, that was ridiculous. Yeah, to take on the Odin force. And uh, yeah, man. So it's, I mean, it's a pretty fucking crazy power. The The only downside to it is that like the wielder of the Odin force also has to go into the Odin sleep, which we see like in the movies. Right. Uh, but basically he has to do that once a year because even when he's not actually using the Odin Odin force it still draws from him constantly which weakens him so he has to go into the Odin sleep 
in order to replenish his power. That just sound nice, though. Yeah. I think this is a crazy long nap. Forget about all your responsibilities. You just just lay on down. Just go to sleep. Yeah. Um, When you wake up, you're going to feel crazy, much crazy stronger. Yeah, so it replenishes him, and it basically allows him to maintain his mastery over the power. But when he's in that state, he's in like a comatose-like state. So he's like at his most vulnerable, like you can't just wake him from simple stimulation. Like it, it takes a lot to wake him up. So like somebody could easily kill him right in the Odin sleep if they really wanted to, or if they were able to get to him. So I mean, Thor has to take the Thor sleep. Yeah. Anyone who possesses the Odin force eventually has to do it. I think because Odin's been around for so long, he has to do it more frequently than Thor did because Thor was younger. Um, but yeah, he still he still has to do it. He also has used the oh, Odin Force. Funny, man. Just picture of Thor. I gotta take the Thor nap. Yeah, I gotta take the Thor nap. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> he's also bestowed the Odin Force uh, onto. He's used it to turn humans into Asgardians, like other beings into Asgardians. He's also used it uh, to. He's also put that the Odin Force power into. Inanimate objects like Mjolnir. Right. Mjolnir is imbued with the Odin Force. So is Stormbreaker, the hammer they gave to Beta Ray Bill, and that's why. So that's like a sword thing. Yeah, there's been a there's been a few weapons he's done it for, and that's why like people like Beta Ray Bill, who wasn't an Asgardian, when he started to wield Stormbreaker, he then was able to give himself the himself the power of an Asgardian because the Odin Force allows him to turn a non-Asgardian into an Asgardian. Same reason why, like, Jane Foster, when she started wielding Mjolnir, turned into an Asgardian. You know what I mean? So Makes he did sense. it with, Makes um, sense. there was another character, another human character who, his name was Thunderstrike, I think. He had a mace also imbued with the Odin Force. So, yeah. Okay, that's like the Odin Force in a nutshell. Do you know what uh, what Odin was the god of? No, it was just Odin. I feel like he was the god of something. Like before he got the I feel Odin like, Force. You know, what? I he feel had like, to be the god of something. I feel like that's really just a Thor thing, to be honest with you. He's but Loki only, is also a god of something. Yeah, but Loki's also it's a frost so giant. Hello. The goddess of death. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's just the Odin children kind of thing. I don't know. <laughs> like, okay, you so could the, just be a god, but they, instead, they, I'll make you the god yeah. of lightning. They call it Loki sounds cooler. The god of mischief, but that's—he's not really a god of mischief. He's just been mischievous, and he uses sorcery. So, I mean, that's more of just like a nickname than it is like an actual relevant title. You know what I mean? Like, Hela's the goddess of death because she. Is literally in hell. Right. They call Thor the god of thunder because he can use his hammer to control lightning and thunder. So that makes sense. But yeah, other than that. I feel like, like he's the god of something. I don't know if anybody else has any like special abilities like that. But I could be wrong. I'm going to look this up later. All right. Um, and then I also did the other big one is the Phoenix Force, which I'm sure a lot of people have also heard of. Because it's been in two X Men movies. Yeah, two X Men movies. Yep. 
The two worst X-Men movies. Was the last one actually called The Phoenix Force? What was it called? Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. Yeah. And then there was X-Men 3. The Last Stand. The Last Stand. Yeah. So we've seen The Phoenix Force a couple of times in movies. But yeah, it's a it's a big deal. It's crazy how the two worst X-Men movies are both The Phoenix ones. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So this is the one that really got me. Because I, I never... This is one of those things where like... So I'm not... I like Marvel comics, but I'm not like the biggest X-Men fan. I get that people are like, I think they're great characters. I really do. But that was never like, I was never like, oh, I got to read some X-Men books. You know what I mean? Like there's a couple that I really like, um, but I was never like super charged to read X-Men. So this one was very confusing to me and I never fully understood it. And I was just like, I don't know if I really want to, I don't really care to. <laughs> so in this research i was just like what the fuck man so the phoenix force wait can i ask you are you glad now that you've done the research or would you have rather continued not knowing i think i would rather continue <laughs> to not know because now i just feel overloaded <laughs> with information i feel overloaded this. with all this I, I was happier not knowing all the things yeah. i looked up yeah, too. yeah yeah uh so the phoenix force is one of one of marvel's most powerful cosmic entities it is an immortal being representing all of life and passion in existence, right? So basically, it's the connection of all psychic energy across the entire multiverse. So I'm glad we talked about the multiverse earlier because now that helps with this. Um, so yeah, so connection of all psychic energy across the entire Marvel multiverse. Um, it serves as like the guardian of evolution burning away the old in order to give life to the new the phoenix's power is so great that it can burn away entire timelines okay yeah fucking insane it's intense yep yeah it's been around i think it's supposed to technically supposed to exist in the dc universe too like that's how vast the phoenix force is like you never see phoenix characters in the dc universe but like that's like crazy. if Jean Grey Phoenix went in, her powers would still exist and have the same thing in a DC universe. Wow. Yeah. So this thing is based, this force has basically been around since the beginning of time. And it's still around now. So it's, it's, it's as old as life itself, as existence itself, basically. Okay. Okay. And while it did not always happen, while, it, was not always this. It is now the embodiment of an actual giant phoenix. Like that's what it is. Um, but it, like I said, it didn't. It didn't start off that way. Um, it also so throughout time, it has selected hosts to basically take on its its power, and that's why like we get stories like Dark Phoenix and and stuff like that but it's drawn to beings of tremendous psychic power to be its host um it's particularly invested in mutants for some reason well because it perceives mutants as the future of the human race and it's kind of always been drawn to humans as well so it's always been drawn to humans and then it sees mutants as like the future of the human race so it's like particularly drawn to humans plus they demonstrate psychic abilities and that's why it's gone to people like gene gray um, okay get behind that 
Yeah. When the mutant race was brought to the verge of extinction, the Phoenix fire blazed across the planet to reignite the X-Gene. That's how strong it is. Um, but every time, like, it uses its power and exerts itself, like, it, there's a cost to it. Because, um, like I said, it draws upon energy from everywhere in the multiverse. And sometimes that causes a new universe to not exist. It's kind of sad. Yeah, or like stops it from coming into being. Like if a uni- new universe is going to be created and the Phoenix has exerted itself in one multiverse or one universe, it can like completely stop that new universe from being created in order to regain power. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like I said, it's kind of always been drawn to humans. It's first host, which is relatively newer in the comic books, which is crazy. Um, but we talked about this, I think, last episode, or the episode before last, Avengers 1 million BC. We talked about Ghost Rider riding a woolly mammoth. We just talked mammoth. about that. I don't think we recorded us talking about that. Oh, really? Yeah. That was just the conversation did. we were having. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, there's a newer storyline that came out not that long ago, but Avengers, like I said, I think it's 1 million BC is what it's called, but it's basically the story of the first, the very first Avengers team, which included, funny enough, Odin was a part of it. The very first Iron Fist, the very first Black Panther, the first Ghost Rider who rode a woolly mammoth, (laughs) a flaming woolly mammoth, um... A Hulk-like being, and the first Phoenix, the first human being to be to uh, be endowed with the Phoenix Force. Who her name was Phoenix, ironically enough. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that was the first Earth host that the Phoenix bonded with, who was also like one of the first mutants, and. Her and Odin also had a relationship, so that was fun. Good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. This is because we were talking about this before, but again, it wasn't recorded. Who were they fighting? I don't know. Such a stacked team. I mean, the Iron Fist, not so much. Okay. You're spacing <laughs> it off the show. <laughs> but everybody else in that team was super stacked. Yeah, it's pretty insane. I don't know, man. It's on my list of comic books to read. I'm just working my way around to it. But I do want to know who their opposition was, because it is pretty crazy. Yeah. That is a stacked fucking team. Plus, it's like caveman era. So who who are they fighting? It probably had to be some magical. Dinosaurs? You're telling me the Phoenix or Odin can't take it out on a dinosaur? I don't know, man. Why is Odin on Earth? Right? No idea. He doesn't even particularly like Earth. He's just very okay. Maybe this is why. <laughs> maybe. Maybe he's just like, fuck these people. And I came here once for one vacation. Next yeah. day I know I was on a team. <laughs> fighting dinosaurs. Making out with some fiery bird fighting dinosaurs. I don't know what I don't know what was going on. It was my college years. It was like a fever I mean? dream. Yeah. It's college days. Um so yeah. brothers just died. <laughs> so that's the that's the Phoenix Force in a nutshell. Uh other than Jean Grey, which we know is like the most um, popular known popular host for the Phoenix force. Here's some other ones that you may not have known. 
um, in the Avengers versus X-Men title, which, again, is not that old. I think it came out in, like, 2016 or so, something like that. Um, at one point, the Phoenix Force actually split, and they created a group known as, they were called, they called themselves the Phoenix Five, which was Cyclops, Emma Frost, Namor, Colossus, and Magic. They all had a piece of the Phoenix Force. Okay. Pretty okay. insane. Uh, also, Franklin Richards has also had the Phoenix Force. That's the son of Reed and Sue Richards, which is also insane to think about because he's already so fucking Yeah, he's like crazy. Without that. So to have that, the kid's like fucking unstoppable. Uh, Moon Knight has also possessed the Phoenix Force at one point. And more recently, Captain America. Good for him, man. Yeah. He that little... Is it Steve Rogers? Yeah. He needed that little boost. Yeah, there's also a a, a storyline where they're... It's a tournament for the Phoenix Force. Like, they fight as a fighting tournament to see who will take on the Phoenix Mortal Force. Mortal Kombat. Pretty much, yeah, but for the Phoenix Force. And it's funny because in that storyline... Steve Rogers says that he believes the best person to take on the to be the host for the Phoenix Force. Could you guess? It's like way out there. Spider Man. No. Deadpool. Nope. Way out there. Way out there. Hero. No. Oh, it's a villain. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, it is a hero. Yeah. Way out there, hero. Yeah. Squirrel Girl. No, that's a good guess, though. Shang-Chi, the master of Kung Fu. Yeah, because his powers are already so damn bogus. <laughs> yeah, zero did. powers. Steve, that could just fight. Steve Rogers said that he feels like he'd be the best choice. You know, if they did that in that Shang-Chi movie, movie, I'd be all about it. Yeah, that'd be pretty, that'd be pretty fucking cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. So that's all I got, man. The Odin Force and the Phoenix Force. All right. Two crazy fucking powerful cosmic forces. That, which is, again, insane because at one point, those two forces basically dated each other. Talking about a power couple. Man. <laughs> Man. You were all about Storming Back Panther, but old Phoenix over here. They'd be unstoppable, man. Yeah. Crazy stuff. All right. So that was fun. Yeah. You feel more knowledgeable than you did before? Nah, I feel like my brain hurts. Yeah, I get that. I get that. So let's go ahead and end this now before <laughs> we we turn to mush. If you guys stick with Slate. us to this point, we yeah. appreciate it. Absolutely. We really do. Uh, you guys can reach us at Close Calls Pod. You can do it at Gmail. Yep. Do it on Facebook. You can mm-hmm. do it on Instagram. You got it. Um, Twitter. I believe it. You know, let us know if you are more or less confused. Um, Let us know if you knew this stuff already. Yeah. How how deep does your comic book knowledge go? Because, look, we really just do these episodes to make it look like we know a lot. But we both know. Me and you, Sean. But we don't know nearly as much as we <laughs> lead on. Listen. Now we're fairly knowledgeable. We have a whole podcast. We do have a podcast. I love how that's always our go-to. How much <laughs> do you know about comics? Look, I have a whole podcast about comics. How much do you think I know about them? Yep. <laughs> that's why we're here man do you ever have a time where like something like minor comes along and you're like really that that's in the comics and it's just like you feel like you should have known but yes. you didn't know that 
Dude, I had, and it wasn't even, it was not that exact situation you described, but it was something that just made me feel stupid for a moment. I had a five-year-old school me. Oh, you talked about this in one of the episodes. Yeah, it blew my mind. This little kid was like, what? Like, we were walking, and he, he loves comics. He loves just, like, knowing all the characters, and it's insane how well he's memorized some of these characters, and he's just like, He's asking me, he's like, well, who's this person's villain or who's this person's, you know, uh, sidekick? Who's this person's friend? And he's like, who's one? What's Wonder Woman's mom's name? And I'm like, Queen. Wait a second. What? <laughs> what is her name? Do I do I know her name? And this little this little he said, Hippolyta, get the fuck out of here. Can you spell? <laughs> I know you can't because you can't even spell queen. I, I was just like, I was, I was real upset with myself. I got to tell you. Just so cute that he set you up. Yeah, we should have man. him on an episode. He can just ask us these questions. That would be fun. That would that'd yeah. be a lot of fun. But yeah, man. So that happens sometimes. Some Yeah. Dude, like I said, there's a lot of fucking comic books out there. And it's like, I guess technically the lore of all of them counts to a certain extent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's hard to be like, oh, that doesn't count, or that doesn't count, or that doesn't count, because it was a part of this storyline, and not this storyline, it was a part of that storyline, and not this, st- like, they all kind of count, you know what I mean, to to a certain extent, so it's like, I know there's, like, weird one-offs, but for the most part, they all kind of count, because if it came down to it, and we had to talk about, like, some of the coolest shit they've done, there's no limit of, like, oh, you can only talk about this run like we're gonna talk about all of them so. right it's a lot of uh, yeah, comics, <laughs> but that's why we're here to make life easier for people who don't necessarily read, or who may want to read and don't know where to go cool anyway that was a very long outro <laughs> all right guys until next thanks time thanks for listening we appreciate it bye, bye.